Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Taking this question to the next segment because I really do like it. And you pretty much named all of the AFC when you were talking about your sleepers. You said Miami, you said the Jags, you threw in the Raiders, maybe the Broncos can do I was it. joking about the Raiders. That was a complete joke. I think the Raiders okay. are the worst team in the AFC, other than maybe like the Texans. Honestly, no, um, I, I agree with all your picks. I think they're good. I have like disclaimers before I say mine. I have one. And I want Bengals. Steelers, I already know this. I am totally going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I prefer Ravens over the Steelers. I'm more, I'm more nervous about them. I am here to say, look, I, I know how Bengals fans feel about the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I've said it already. I think they finished second in the AFC North. I think they have less to figure out when it comes to the other AFC North teams. Mike Tomlin is going to get something out of his team. I like their defense. Uh, Kenny Pickett year two. Who knows what that's going to look like? They do have weapons. Um, Najee Harris. We'll see what happens when it comes to running the football. But I just, I, I, I just feel like they have less to figure out, and I think that would be my sleeper team that isn't a popular pick right now because I think a lot of people are focused on the hot teams in the AFC East, uh, the New York Jets. Of course, you got Aaron Rodgers over there. The Miami Dolphins. Look, they flopped a little bit last year, and then Tua had his concussions, unfortunately, and hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, going into the season but overall I think it's just one of those picks that a lot of people they're they're not talking about and I feel like they can they can be I mean they're always going to be some kind of threat Um, you know getting over 500 is something Mike Tomlin's going to be able to do with whatever he has out there he's had less talent before and he's done more so yeah I would say the Pittsburgh Steelers Ravens like the Chargers I don't know what it is about their trainers Mm -hmm. and they're always injured I don't I don't get it uh whether that's voodoo luck it could just be luck but it feels like every year right like by the week 17 they're always starting some guy off the street at some position i don't know why um the Bengals aren't doing that every year the chargers and ravens seem to be so i don't know that's probably just anecdotal luck they're gonna both be healthy this year and i'll look Mm -hmm. stupid but to me the ravens are the big contender just because in the afc north because i'm i'm a big I'm not going to say fan, but I do think Lamar Jackson is very good. And I think yes. he's difficult to game plan against. I think Winner was like a fantastic job in that regard. Mike McDonald has also done a really good job as defensive coordinator. I think mm-hmm. that deserves to be said. He did a good job against the Bengals in that game. I think the Bengals will hopefully have answers this year um, to what he has tried to do to them. But my first thought is just like they've had the Bengals specifically have had way worse problems with the Ravens than they have the Steelers other than week one. But uh, look, I don't know. Maybe it's bias. Maybe it's something I almost throw that week one game out. There was so much going on. It was a Mitch Trubisky game. It went to overtime. (laughs) The Bengals should have won twice, but they didn't have their long snapper. Uh, I'm sure the Steelers think the opposite. Like, nah, those are excuses. And they are, but (laughs) 
They are. Uh, when I look yeah. at when the, how the Ravens beat the Bengals, uh, I'm like, it feels more legitimate. It was, you know, it was after, you know, it was when the offense changed, it was them doing a really good job on offense and defense and not just defense because the right. Steelers defense always plays really well, but the Ravens offense compliment compliments their defensive plays. So I don't know. Maybe I'll look stupid. I think this is our one disagreement is who is the biggest contender AFC North. I'm Ravens and you are Steelers and nobody is Browns. So let's hope it stays. And that that, way, as long as the Browns finish last, as long as the Browns finish last, I think I could be very happy with all these AFC standings. There's obviously Cincinnati at one, um, but I, I, there's nothing I, I, you can, I can totally see it with the Baltimore Ravens. I've said it before. That was the best defense the Bengals were going to face in the playoffs and facing them back to back weeks was absolutely terrifying to me. Um, I hated the matchup. I wasn't a huge fan of it when I found out they were going to play the Baltimore Ravens in the next, the following week. Um, and everybody watched that defense and it's still going to be legit going into this year. And then obviously the Mar Jackson is still a really great quarterback. So um, yes, the Baltimore Ravens will still be a threat and it's just unfortunate that um, I don't know what's unfortunate. I just, the AFC North, if, if the Bengals could just play in the AFC West, I would be, I would, I would take that in a heartbeat. Wouldn't you? Ooh, the AFC South would be the best one, right? The Jaguars have such an easy, I assume playing Mike Rabel is never fun, but two rookie quarterbacks and not great teams in the Colts and the Texans. Great. Give me that. I mean, but you the AFC South is off limits. You can't you can't choose that one. <laughs> it's only ever allowed one good team. <laughs> you, you you have to choose between the AFC West or the AFC North. Which one would you want to play in? West. Easily, right? There's not a team like the Raiders in the North. It's true. And I mean the Broncos have a legit defense, but I still don't believe in Russ. I don't so either. I They're think- the deep sleeper because I don't believe in them, but I could see how it works. Man. I can't even remember who sent this question, but you really uh, took up about six to seven minutes. So we really appreciate you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go to uh, Vienna Jeff 60. He says, where's Miles Murphy going to fit in the D line rotation with Sam and Trey on the ends already with Sam and Trey on the ends already. I think you're going to see more spelling of Sam and Trey. Just they play too many snaps. I think Miles Murphy can play base downs early on. Um, he is a mixed bag with basically everything right now. I think he needs reps with everything. That's his biggest issue is he's just not experienced and he needs to process things, recognize things quicker. And that's going to come with his experience. So getting him on the field will help that. Uh, I, I just think you're probably going to put him in there for Sam and Trey on some early down stuff. And then he'll probably be a part of at least some of these pass rush packages, maybe they do get to, you know, I, I think Twitter people love the idea of this NASCAR package, all this other stuff. And it is certainly possible. I just want to see the Bengals actually do it. I, I feel like during the off season, we all come up with these brainstorm ideas of like, Oh yeah, they're going to play all these three safety sets and they're going to get all these guys on the field. And it's like, well, who comes off the field? And then have they actually done this very often? So I don't know. I try to think a little bit pragmatically about that. Just because I was part of that last year, I was like, ah, yeah, they're going to get Dax Hill on the field all the time. And he wasn't on the field all the time. So I think they're going to do it with Miles Murphy, but I have cautious optimism about that. I think they just, they know that Sam and Trey play too many snaps. And two years in a row, Trey has kind of broken down by the end of the year because he's played too many snaps. I think you want to limit that a little bit, even though you're paying him a ton of money and he's what maybe your second best 
player on the defense after Reader to me. You could probably argue best. I wouldn't really care too much. But uh, you want to get him on the field, but he needs to be able to take breaks. You need to be able to pull him out yourself. Like, And Miles Murphy's an excuse for that. When I see Trey like taking deep breaths at the end of games and he's just like on the sideline, I'm like, look, that guy does need a break because he doesn't, he wants to be out there all the time. And I can appreciate that. But unfortunately we need you a hundred percent when you're out there and uh, he needs some breaks. So I do, I'm looking forward to the rotation and what the defensive line is going to look like. We'll go to Diego. He says who or what position group is the X factor on both the offense and the defense? Is this a Super Bowl or bust year for the Cincinnati Bengals? I like that question. I think of the weakest units, so offensive line as a unit. I mean, I guess tight end's weaker, but I think the offensive line's more important between the two. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is your X factor on offense. How good are they? Is it the best offensive line since 2015, like everybody keeps saying? But we said that last year. It, does it live up to the hype? You need to see it on the field. On defense, I think the safeties are the X factor, and it's mostly going to be are they playing at a good level – by week 12 by week 16 and especially by the playoffs uh i think that's when them being an x-factor really kicks in because if they're still not playing up to snuff that could be the achilles heel of the defense it's just it is a little bit of a gamble back there when you replace both guys especially with young talent um and yeah i think those are my two x-factors you have different ones no, I feel like those are the easy ones to do. And Yeah, you um, could argue I mean, defensive line, I guess, for defense. Yeah, I mean, they need to get to the quarterback. That yeah. That's still a problem for them, and I'm really hoping you get Joseph Asai out there, and I was really impressed with what he was able to do towards the um, end of the season, especially in the AFC Championship game, um, You know, except for the hit on Patrick Mahomes, and I felt awful for him about. But, uh, but overall, I just feel like – some of this youth on the defensive line will maybe help get pressure and get to the quarterback. And that was a weakness for them. And it's okay to point that out, even though they're spending a lot of money up there. Um, I like the part two of his question because I was actually asked this on a Columbus radio station earlier this week. They said, is it a Super Bowl or bust year for the Bengals? I said, no, but I want to hear your answer. Um, more than the past couple of years. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I ever really believe in Super Bowl or bust when your quarterback is like 26, 27 years old, and your wide receivers are like twenty two. So like the core is still young. Like it's probably a Super Bowl or bust year for like the Bills, and even then That's I'd struggle. Oh, you know what? It's a Super Bowl or bust year for the Jets, even though I don't believe in them because. You've got what one two years with Rodgers. That that's Super Bowl or bust window for you. Um, Bengals, no, they just they have that young nucleus that's going to be around for a while. I think you're not really looking at Super Bowl or bust at any of the next couple years, but I do think you're looking at more urgency now this year and next year than you were the past couple years, where it really felt like two years ago. It was almost like happy to be here. <laughs> wasn't supposed to be here and then last year they were supposed to be there but you're still playing a little with house money because almost everybody's coming back um this year you're probably not getting everybody back but i still think they're going to be in a super bowl window next year and then the year after that look the super windows is, is joe burrow's career even if it keeps drinking a little bit um until they go out and sign like a bunch of one-year deals and really try to beef up uh, with the mercenaries and stuff, I, I'm not going to buy as a, a Super Bowl or bust year. 
It's kind of crazy. I, I said the same thing. I actually replied back and just said, I, I actually think you could point to the Buffalo Bills and say it's a Super Bowl or bust year for them because they have to get there. Um, all this talk, and I don't think they're as a big, big as a, fav- a big favorite going into this season as they were last year, uh, but they're still there. They still have a lot of talent. They still have Josh Allen, Sean McDermott. A lot of people like him as a head coach. Um, but overall, I, I think with the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, like you just mentioned, Joe said it's his whole career, and um, I still feel like there's a lot of youth there, and it's absolutely crazy because I think you said they were happy to be there. I think if you would have told us Joe Burrow's first full year, which was his second season in the NFL, if they would have won one playoff game, I think we would have all been like, I already, lo- I, I lost my mind when they lost when they won that first playoff game. Yes. So to keep playing with the house money for for how those games went down, the Tennessee game, mm-hmm. the the getting the ball at the end was absolutely crazy. By One of the most said. underrated moments I don't think fans talk about enough is Joe Burrow taking a billion sacks and hits in that game and then them calling a five-step drop to run that deep out to Jamar Chase to set up the game winner and he just stands in there and throws it. Yep. Tough as nails. Just I think that's something that – I remember when he got put when the athletic always does that quarterback ranking uh, thing. I think Mike Sando from mm-hmm. a former GM calls all these guys and does it. Burrow was surprisingly high for them two years ago before he really broke out, and it was a lot of defensive guys saying like that dude's tough. Like, and they're pointing to that Eagles game his rookie year, which I remember <laughs> he got smoked in that game and just kept nervous. getting up, just kept getting up. Like that is just something I think guys around the NFL really respect is like your ability to keep taking hits and then not short arm throws, not quick in your release, not you're still stepping into stuff. That was my biggest worry with the ACL was like, is he still going to step through muddy pockets? Answer. Yeah, emphatic. Yes, he's still gonna step through muddy pockets. Maybe not right after the ACL, but by like week five of that year, he was stepping through the trash. It's like you have to because the offensive line still isn't very good. Um, now you're hoping it's the best it's ever been, and he's willing to step into that muck. He's willing to take hits. He keeps getting up. The only time I've ever seen him affected by getting hit, I think, was at the end of that Super Bowl run, the Super Bowl itself. And he might have been a little injured too from the knee thing. So that might've been it too. But that was the only time I've ever been like, oh man, like I think the hits finally took their toll after 80 sacks or something. And he, I I truly believe he, he got injured there and he didn't, he didn't want out of the game. He was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm going to play through this and for him to just get right back up. And yeah, I mean, it's absolutely crazy because I do, I, I say that all the time when it's the Super Bowl or bus conversation, I'm like, look, Joe's, first real season in the NFL is second year. He was able to take this team to a Super Bowl the following year. They were a few plays away, a couple injuries away on the offensive line. You can say whatever you want when it comes to the AFC championship game. They were, they were close to playing that game at home. I mean, everybody watched that Jags in Kansas City game. What could have happened? What could have been? That could have been played in Cincinnati. You know, what would that look like at home uh, where they played really well all season besides the Pittsburgh Steelers game? It's just so crazy how that could have factored in. I think you look at this year and you have the optimism. You do have the talent. You do have your core pieces. And you you want to get back there. It's never easy. But at the same time, it's easy to look back on these last two years and say they were so close to having yeah. Not one, but two Lombardis. And I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I don't know what that game would have looked like versus the Eagles, but everybody knows what the field looked like. And I would have felt a little better than I did uh, maybe a couple of weeks prior to that game because you were facing a really legit uh, Philadelphia Eagles team. So yeah, I, I still think you have all the talent in the world. This should be fun. Um, but hey, if you can 
if you can win the AFC North, um, you can win it all. Joe Burrow said that before, and he, in the year he said that he took his team to the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens there, and uh, we're almost there. Next next week when we record, we're going to be two weeks away from training camp. Um, all the fun storylines, and I know you're going to get back to work on over on all Bengals. Not to say that you don't work. You know, people, you, you should go follow his Twitter account, Bengals underscore Stans. all not Bengals right now. I, I you like, should go follow him still. I, I just, yeah, well, I like watching it. You know, if I was watching draft prospects, people wouldn't bat an eye. But because I watch other teams in the NFL, people are like, why are you watching, insert blank, I just got one today because I was watching the Chiefs defense. Like, why are you watching the Chiefs? It's like, they're the biggest threat to the Bengals. Why wouldn't yeah. I watch them? I just want to see. And I also, I, I like I like both the play callers. I like watching what they do. But <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like I'm going to watch them. I want to see what the biggest threat is doing. Uh that type of thing. And well, they had a point when they're asked like, why am I watching the Houston Texans? But that was, that was <laughs> the first round left guard. I was interested in seeing what he looked like in the NFL. And then I was also interested because I think Laramie Tunsil is one of the most wasted talents in the league. And I like watching him at left tackle. One of the best guys, I think he is teach tape for what I would want at left tackle. Uh, but you also have a point like, why am I watching the Texans? I have my excuse, but that that would be why. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna get to Bengals. I just, I like, I like watching, I like watching the other teams. Like, a, an NFL fan. B, I like having a feel for players when they hit free agency. Like, do I like that guy? Like, Damian Lewis hits free agency next year. I'm like, I'm intrigued. I like Damian Lewis, left guard for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and I'm sure most Bengals fans will know who that is. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes sense. I'm okay. Whatever you, whatever you need to do, whatever you need to watch. And honestly, <laughs> I, I agree about Tunzel. He might, but he's making a bunch of money. So he oh, has yeah. to be pretty he's, happy. He's, with his- I think he's his own agent too. I Good think. for him. Yeah, yeah, he keeps doing the three-year deal and getting resetting the left tackle mark. And I'm like, this is such an NBA thing to do and so smart because the NBA players are always taking those short deals. Like the stars are always taking short deals. And then because they know I'm going to take two years of money here and then you're going to pay me even more per year. And that's what Tunsil has been doing. Good for him. Good for him. But uh, yeah, I know Mike's going to have really good stuff. Like I said, go follow him on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sands. You can still check out all of his rookie pieces over on All Bengals. And uh, training camp will be here before you know it. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. And thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.